This is a Sikha from the Kutus Sikhas, Chelik Tazvav. It's under Chanukah, Sikha Aleph of Chanukah. And the topic of the Sikha is that in the beginning of Aneris Alalu, the order is that we say Chuas before Nisim and Niflois. We say Allah Chuas, Vala Nisim, Vala Niflois. And in the end, we say Chuas after Nisim and Niflois. We say Al Nisacha, Vala Niflois Sacha, and then Vala Yeshua Sacha. And in the Sikha itself, the Rebbe will analyze and explain why there are two different orders over here. And number two, the Rebbe will also answer a question that there is about Hanukkah being different or seems to be different in a certain regard than Purim. The topic of the Sikha, like we mentioned, is that we find in Ner Salalu, we use three different Lashenas, three different terms. And the order, the way they appear at the beginning and the way they appear at the end is different. In the beginning we say, Allah Chuas, Va'ala Nisim, Va'ala Niflois. So we have Chuas before Nisim and Niflois. And in the end we say, that we say after And the question is, we have to understand why in the beginning do we say chuas before Nisim and Niflois, and in the end we say chuas after Nisim and Niflois. The Rebbe begins by establishing, and this will lead into our answer, that from this that in Aneris Alalu, besides saying Nisecha, we also say Nifleisecha and Yeshuaisecha. And not only do we say Niflois and Yeshuas, but we say them in plural. So it indicates that the mitzvah of lighting the Menorah is not just connected to the miracle of the Pachashemen. Because in the Pachashemen, as we'll see later, there's an element of a Pele, there's an element of a Nes, but there's no Yeshua. So the fact that we also mention Yeshua, and we mention both Nisim and Niflois in plural, and also Yeshuas in plural, it indicates that the lighting of the Menorah is not just connected to the miracle of the Pach Hashem, but rather it's also connected to all the things that Hashem did for the Yidden throughout the time of Hanukkah, all the other miracles and forms of Atzala and Yeshua that Hashem did for the Yidden, all of them are included in what we're commemorating and celebrating and giving thanks to Hashem in Aneris Alalu. Before moving on with answering our question, we're going to move now into a side point. And that is that now that we establish that in Aneris Alalu, we're not just thanking Hashem for the miracles that happened with the Pach Hashemin, but rather we're thanking Hashem for all the miracles that happened in the time of Hanukkah. And what comes to mind right away are the miracles that happened with the Yidden winning the wars against the Yavanim. So this answers a great difficulty regarding the Ness, regarding the Zikaran by the Ness of Hanukkah. And the difficulty is that by Purim, we see that there's an obligation to mention how Hashem saved us physically from the danger we were under. From Haman Russia, there is an obligation to mention this both by day and by night. When we read the Megillah, we read it twice. But by Hanukkah, in the daytime we mention, because we say Valanissim and Shachos and Mincha, and in the Valanissim, we're mentioning about how Hashem saved Eden in the battles. But we only mention the victory at night in Valenissim that we say in Mayriv and the Valenissim that we say in Birchas Hamazan. However, since Tfilos Arvis is a Roshus, it's voluntary, it's not an obligation. And there's also no obligation to eat a meal. So it comes out that there's no mention of the victory in the nights. And this is a great, great difficulty that we find by Hanukkah. However, based on what we just established, we have an answer to our question. It's answered very simply. Because the lighting of the menorah is to remember all the miracles of Hanukkah. And like the Rebbe explains in the Sikha itself and also in the Aris, as we find that one of the ways to remember and give thanks to Hashem for all sorts of help that Hashem provides us is through lighting candles. So although the obvious connection of lighting candles on Hanukkah is to the miracle that happened with the menorah, 
However, there's another part to it, which is we're lighting candles to thank Hashem for all the things that Hashem did for us at the time of Hanukkah, which includes the victories that we had against the Yavanim. And essentially, already here at this point, we have the general answer to our question. And we'll move on and put the pieces into place. And this is the explanation for the different orders. In the beginning, it's in the order that Hashem performed these miracles. Like it says, So we're mentioning them in the order that they actually occurred, like we'll explain as we move along. And at the end, it's in the order that it awakens in us a feeling of giving thanks to Hashem. Like it says, First, as we'll see, comes Al Nisecha, then Al Nifleisecha, and finally Al Yeshua Secha. So that once we establish that there's different things that Aner Salalu is referring to, there's Chuas, Nisim, and Nifleis, and there are different events, so now it makes sense that there's two different orders. Because at the beginning, it's talking about the way Hashem did these things for us. Like we say, And at the end, it's in the order that it awakens in us a feeling of giving thanks to Hashem. And now from this point onwards, we'll fill in what exactly these events refer to and how this is the correct order that they occurred. And also how it's the correct order in terms of how they awaken in us feelings of thanks to Hashem. In order to put all the pieces into place, we first need to explain what is the difference between Yeshuas, Nisim, and Iflois. So regarding Yeshuas, or Yeshua, so when someone has a battle against an enemy of equal strength, he also needs Yeshuas Hashem, because like we said, by nature, either side may win. They're of equal strength. And so if he wants that his side should win, he needs Yeshuas Hashem to help him. However, if and when he does win, this victory is such a victory that it looks natural, because like we said, this is a battle of two sides of equal strength, and so nature allows for his side to win. Regarding a ness, a ness is above nature, and it goes against the boundaries of nature. Like, for example, when one side wins a battle where they are incomparably weaker than the other side, they're of smaller numbers, they're less equipped, and by nature there's no way for them to win. So if they win, that would be a ness. It's a, it's a, a battle that they weren't able to win by nature, and they won the battle, so it completely broke the rules of nature. And regarding a Pella, Nefloris are things that bring forth wonder. That's the word Pella means, a wonder. They aren't clear miracles, as they may happen naturally. It's able to happen within the bounds of nature. It's not like it's against nature. However, it's something which is so out of the ordinary that it brings forth a wonder. And a person notices it as something out of the ordinary. Now that we established that in Aner Salalu there are Chus, Nisim, and Nefloris, and we explained what each of them are, now will understand and put into place the final pieces about the order in the beginning and the order at the end. Because these three forms of Atzalah all occurred by Yama Mehim in the times of Hanukkah. There was all three, Chuas, Nisim, and Neflais, and in the order of Chuas, Nisim, and Neflais. Regarding Yeshua, the beginning of the victory of the Hashmonaim was when the Greeks wanted to sacrifice the Dover Acher in the city of Medin. That was the city of the Hashmonaim, and the Hashmonaim stopped them, and that was a battle of two equal forces. And the fact that the Hashmonaim won, that was a Yeshua Sashem. Then we have a Ness, because then the Yidden waged a battle against a huge force of Yavanim that was incomparably stronger than them and better equipped than them. And the Yidden won the war, and that was a clear Ness. It broke the rules, the bounds of nature, that they were able to win that battle. And then there was a Pella, because finally at the end they found the one Pach Hashem and that was pure. So this didn't break the bounds of nature. It's possible to find that could, there could remain one Pach Hashem and they would find it. But it was something that certainly brought forth tremendous wonder that this one Pach Hashem remained. And the Rebbe elaborates about this last part about the Pach Hashem, how it's defined as a Pella, a wonder, and how it could have been there by nature at the same time. 
And with that, the Rebbe also answers a number of questions that there are in Mepharshim about the Pach Hashemin. So we see that it occurred in the order of first the Yeshua, then a Ness, and then a Pella. And then afterwards there was another Ness with the, with the Pach Hashemin lasting eight days. And that's already included when we say Ness, Allah Chuas, Vala Nisim. When we say Nisim, we're including the later Nisim as well. So that's when it comes to the way that the events occurred. At the end of Anera Salalu, there we're saying, It's about giving thanks to Hashem. And then the water is Nisim Niflais and then Chuas. Why is a nest first? Because the first thing where everybody sees it comes from Hashem is a nest. A nest is something which nature doesn't allow for it to happen. So it couldn't have come from nature. It must come from Hashem. So that immediately brings forth in a person that he should give thanks to Hashem when a nest happens. Then moves on to Pella. Because then a person thinks and he sees that the Neflois, the wonders, they're not just Neflois. They're Neflois Secha. They're Hashem's Neflois. And so then he gives thanks to Hashem for the Neflois as well. And then finally we come to the Yeshua that that there is, because finally a person sees that one must thank Hashem for everything, also for the Yeshuas, like it says, La Hashem HaYeshua, also the Yeshuas, the things that nature allow for them to happen, and not only does nature allow for them to happen, they fit seamlessly into nature, it's Hashem who's running the nature, and so also for the Yeshuas, a person has to give thanks to Hashem, and that's why we have the two different orders, because at the beginning it's an order that the events occurred, like it says, Aner Salalu Onam Adlikin, it's for the things that Hashem did for the Yidin in those days. So it's the order that He did them for the Yidin. And at the end, we're talking about thanking Hashem. And there the order is that first we thank Hashem for Nisim, then we thank Hashem for Niflois, and finally we also thank Hashem for the Yeshuas. We move now to a side point, a related side point, that there is a deeper understanding of this. There's a deeper understanding of the order at the end, that first come, come Nisim, then the flies, and then Chuas. And this is all based on what we know, that by Yidin, everything we receive comes from a level that's above nature. And it's just that it manifests itself in nature. What this means is, that besides for the fact that Hashem rules over nature, that even nature is under the rulership of Hashem, like we said, and that's why we think Hashem for Yeshua's as well. By Yidin, when something happens within nature, it's not that it's coming from that level of nature, and we have to give thanks to Hashem because of that. But rather, it's really from a level that's above nature, and that's being hidden in nature, which means all of the way that Hashem, all of the ways that Hashem works with Yidin, all of that is coming from a level that's higher than nature. What we're saying over here in the Sikha, the level of Nisim, it's just that it manifests itself either in a way of Pele, or even more, in a way of Yeshua, like the Rebbe brings down from the, the famous Yerushalmi, that by Yid, why do things grow when he puts uh, seeds in the ground, when he plants seeds in the ground, it's because it's not coming from the rules of nature that things grow, by Yid it's coming from above nature, his, connecting to, his connection to being with Hashem, the way he is above nature, is the cause for the produce to grow. And everything that a yid has is coming from that level of nest. It's just that sometimes it's revealed, sometimes it's seen as a pella, as a wonder. So it works within nature, but you could also see it's somewhat a wondrous thing. And sometimes it's completely seamless in nature, like when a person plants. But really, it's not because of the physical, natural way that things people plant things that they grow, that it's growing by the yid, but rather by the yid, it's coming from a level that's higher than nature. And once we put this into place, there's a whole other way of understanding the order at the end of Anir Salalu. Now that we establish that everything that happens to a Yid is really coming from a level of Nisim, it's just that sometimes it manifests itself in a level of Niflois and sometimes on a level of Chuas, 
we could understand a whole deeper way of the order at the end of because Hasidus explains that it's specifically in the Matamat Beyeser that is reflected the Gavaya Gavaya Beyeser. It's in the lowest of the low that's reflected the highest of the high. And the same is true by Nisim. We said there are three types of Nisim. There are Nisim that are in a state of Nisim, Nisim that come out as Niflois, and Nisim that come out as Chuas. So the Nisim that are in nature, which refers to the Niflois, they have a higher source than the Nisim that are above nature, the regular Nisim. And nature itself, which are the Chuas, has an even higher source than the nisim that are in nature, the niflois. And the explanation is, nisim, they come from a level of geluyim, and they must be revealed It's coming from a level of godliness that's above the world, but it has a certain restriction to it, a certain limitation, a certain uh, uh, form to it, and that is that it has to be revealed. Niflois, niflois, they come from a level of godliness, of elikus, that is higher than giluyim. It's not confined that it has to transcend and be above nature. It's able to enter nature. However, they are out of the ordinary, like we said. A pele is something which brings forth a wonder by the person. And so we see that it's still in the realm of giluyim. It still is somewhat confined in being revealed, something transcendent, something above the world. Shuas, however, are fully in nature. And that means that they come from atzmas, from Hashem's very essence, that is not limited in being revealed, and it could fully be concealed within nature. And it completely transcends the whole realm of Giluim. And so that's why the order at the end of Anir Salalu is first Nisim. First we praise Hashem for the level of Giluim. Then we go even higher, and we reach a place that is above Giluim, but still somewhat confined to Giluim. And then we reach the highest place of Hashem, Hashem's very essence. And that's why the order is first al Nisecha, then we go even higher to Al Niflesecha, and finally even higher to Al Yeshua Secha. So the first explanation, it was an order of what the person is coming from. The person first notices a Ness, that that for sure comes from Hashem. So he notices its relationship to Hashem immediately. Then he notices the Niflois also come from Hashem. And finally he realizes that everything, even the Yeshuas, La Hashem Yeshua, even the Yeshuas come from Hashem. Over here we're talking about the, the, the level that it's coming from. Nisim is a lower level. Then we go even higher to Niflois, and then we reach even higher to the level of Chuas that come from the very essence of Hashem Himself.